0: Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate your presence and your time here. Um, as you noticed, yesterday I had a little cold. I hope it's not too bad and I don't end up in hospital like I did in October and November because that was a bad, bad attack. And anyway, I have a cold again. It's not bad, it's just a runny nose, it's sinus, and I hope that it goes away as soon as possible. So if you hear me sniffing away the glory, it's because I have this cold um, and I apologize for it. So today we'll get down straight to it. Uh, we're still on this uh, concept of uh, the, um, the head of the job Islamia, hind saying that Islam is the first religion, um, blah, 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 um, <laughs> and we're going to talk about it right now. Okay, so we talked about, oh, and Allah, is it the same? The answer was no. We talked about, um, uh, we talked about uh, literally, um, uh, is Adam the first man? Uh, what's behind the story? And the answer is, no, he's not the first man. It's just a story that they invented. Um, and we're going to talk, is Islam uh, the first religion? The answer to that is also, no, it's not the first religion. Okay. Now, um, my, I'm an ex-Christian. Okay. I'm absolutely an ex-Christian, ap- ex-Roman uh, Catholic. I don't follow religions, okay? I read, I do a lot of history, a lot lot of research, about 30 years of research and more. And I I do consider myself dharmic. Dharmic in the sense that I am dharma. I am. I am by, I am the duty, I am a duty, I am a duty, uh, I am, dharma means I am a balance, I am a cosmic balance, it's my duty to maintain this cosmic balance, and that is very, very important. So that's dharma for you, and I consider myself dharmic in the sense that I am dharma, I'm not, I'm not following it, I'm not reading it, I'm, I am dharma, I am a cosmic balance, and I'm, my duty is to follow this cosmic, to balance this cosmic uh, field of mind. Okay, so that's important to understand. So I just wanted to get that straight before we go, because some people on on the chat, on the interview I gave the other day said, uh, well, be careful of these atheists, um, uh, be careful of these atheists, you don't know who they are, and they are... Uh, You know, they pretend to be on on our side or his side, but actually promoting atheism. And I just want to say right off the bat that I'm not an atheist. I do not believe in atheism. I do not even believe in religions because there's no such thing as religion. Religion is a modern concept. And all these religions were actually, uh, these religions were, um. What can I say? Um. They were feudal empires, and these empires then became, they lost their power, and then they became religious. And then the religion was invented, and then now they've become religious. But they've never been religions. They've always been feudal empires, especially the Abrahamic groups. And they very conven- conveniently have... um selective amnesia. And the selective amnesia wants to forget all the bad parts, the rape, the murder, the invasions, uh, the slavery, and say, oh, well, no, everything is uh, religion. We believe in God. It's man who made the mistake. Okay. But he knows him is all bad. Uh, and that, that, you know, that's really disgusting. But anyway, the question here and the topic today, is Islam the first religion? The answer is no, my friends. Completely no. So let me just go quickly to some of the things. How does Islam come to this point? So if you go to many websites, you can see it. I'm on a particular website called al-islam.org. Um, and the question here is, The religion of, and I'm just going to read you some parts, okay? The religion that God has prescribed to mankind is Islam. It's, it's, it is only this religion that has the capacity to cover all the needs of man, and encompass the above purpose. Therefore, the only recognized religion in the sight of God is Islam. Good heavens, he must be in Orthodox uh, uh, to say this. So he quotes, this site quotes, uh, Surah 3.19, truly the religion with Allah is Islam, and whoever seeks a religion other than Islam, it will never be accepted by him, and in in thereafter, he will be one of the losers. That's Surah 3.85. Because the religion of God is Islam, of God, uh, that is Islam, is guidance and the truth, and therefore it can lead man to prosperity. Well, sorry, I don't believe it. Try telling that to the people in Turkey right now. Uh, we go to another uh, surah, uh, 48.28. He, he it is who has sent his messenger with guidance and the religion of truth. The history of religion is its religion. Sorry, the history of religion, it is the in the history of religion it is the religions which are discussed by theologians however the holy quran has never used the term religion in a plural form which indicates that the almighty recognizes one and only one religion and one path to him and that is islam such is one major dif- such is one of the major differences between the prophets and the messengers of god in comparison to the philosophers and thinkers. For even contemporary philosophers and thinkers oppose each other, and their doctrines and all schools of thought may contradict one another. That is not ever the case in the office of prophethood. There is only one Almighty and one lawgiver. He is the only source authority of all prophets. The Almighty God never contradicts himself, and hence there shall not be any contradictions among the teachings of his messengers, which is false because that is completely untrue. Uh, Sorry for my sniffing. Uh, I apologize. I still have a sinus. Um, so I'm just going to go onwards with this. Nevertheless, the teachings of the prophet are similar to the different grades of one school. Uh, for instance, the concept of mathematics that we learn in grade two does not contradict the mathematical concepts of grade one, nor does it contradict what we learn in grade grades. It's rather complete and advanced mathematical um, knowledge until the student reaches the point where he has learned enough. Uh, and so he says, and we, we, we indeed, and he quotes verse 71 and one, Surah 71, verse one, and indeed we send Noah, that's Noah, to his nation saying, warn your nation before there comes to be a painful moment. And indeed we have sent, uh, Moses with our signs saying, "Bring out your nation from darkness to light," Um, Surah fourteen, verse five. And remember when Jesus, the Son of Mary, said, "O children of Israel, I am the messenger of God unto you," Uh, Surah sixty, one and six. So, O children of Israel, remember my favor which I have bestowed upon you, that I preferred you to the word to the world. Uh, Chapter 2, verse 122. So, like many other sites, this site, Al-Islam, says Islam is a true uh, uh, religion of God, universal religion. And uh, it's the first and the last religion. Okay, But I'll just give you a contradiction over here. What he says. Uh, So, say we take... um, he quotes here, truly the religion with Allah is Islam, 3.19. So if you go to Quran.com or, you know, Legacy Quran, and you go to chapter 3, verse 19, it says, indeed, the religion in, in the sight of Allah is Islam, okay? Uh, but if you go to the translation, it says, as Okay? Deen, they use the word deen, inna adina. Deen means religion in English. In reality, deen with the real meaning of deen is not religion. The real meaning of deen is court, c o u r t. And where does this word come from? Uh, So I'm going to go to. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, the history and tell you how how Islam considers itself the first religion or Islam starts in 622 AD and it says, well, with the Prophet Muhammad, and he says, this is the first religion, no other religions are different. They even consider Abraham to be Islamic, they consider Jesus to be Islamic, Moses to be Islamic, it's absolutely ridiculous, but that's what they say. Uh, and Adam and Eve are also Islamic, they're all Muslims, they say, and... I- but, you know, it, it's very easy to plagiarize from others, and that's exactly what they've done. Uh, there were no uh, numbers in the Quran, but you, if you open the book today, there are numbers. Where does that come from? But, of course, it's Islamic, the numbers. Um, but we know that the numbers come from India, from the Vedic uh, Kufar. Uh, we also know... Uh, that they say maths comes from from maths and algebra comes from there. Although maths and algebra already existed on the Indian subcontinent, uh, everything is theirs. the The best religion in the world is Arabic. Um, that's very ridiculous, and all religions is start with Arabic. Even those that come before Arabic are also uh, just a precursor to the real religion of God. And that's Arabic, and it's come directly from the heavens, and I guarantee you this is as, as supremacist as ever. Um, I I know people who say, um, you know, where did Arabic come from? And these educated people. I'm not talking of, uh, you know, orthodoxy or people who've studied, uh, you know, religion, scholars. These are ordinary Mr. and Mrs. people on every day who are actually people who are educated, went to university, masters and all of that. They actually believe that God sent the uh, Arabic, God sent Arabic, not, not, uh, it, it hasn't developed over time. And um, it's come directly from the heavens. And they also know that, um, yeah, uh, he- Arabic comes before Hebrew, they say. Arabic does not come after Hebrew. Uh, Arabic comes uh, before Hebrew, and Arabic is much more uh, richer than Hebrew, and the reason being uh, because Arabic comes for God. In reality, Arabic during the first, uh, the, during, uh, uh, the first arabic that comes from in the first quran although we don't have it it's just the rasam. It has no, uh, it has no accents, nothing whatsoever. So it's not even the Arabic that we know today. It's really basic. So how did it get to be so, so uh, changed so much, and yet it's the, the best language, the first language? Well, Arabic Arabs invaded the world. Okay, a, a big part of the world. Their colonial empire. And they had colonies, and this, my dear friend, is the problem, uh, because they've taken from every language, every culture that they have gone and pilfered. It's it it has enriched themselves, uh, the language, and that's become you know uh, very deep. But obviously, when you take from other groups, and you're influenced by other groups. Yes, it will happen, and this is with all absolute languages, and it's not, not just with uh, not just with Islam. So. How did this come to, to be that Islam is the first religion? Well, you have to go back to Judaism. Now, let me explain to you. I'm just going to go to this as brief as ever, as fast as ever, because um, I, it's, it's pretty long. So uh, we have talked about Moses, uh, that there was a cataclysm in, in uh, the Sinai. We don't know exactly when, but both... Uh, The the cataclysm that happened destroyed the Mediterranean civilization. Very much what's happening in Turkey today, along the same fault lines. Because of that, um, there was chaos, and Moses was able to free the slaves from Egypt. Uh, The slaves crossed over the Sinai Desert, into the Sinai Desert, stayed on on the um, Arabian, uh, Saudi, what is today Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, continent, um, or subcontinent, as we can call it, in a land, in a place called Midian, okay, um, they stayed, the, he, the Hebrews, the Israelites, stayed there for 40 years and then went up northwards, con- conquered the area that is Canaan, and Canaan uh, then became uh, what is known as Israel. Now, Israel, um the the Kingdom of Israel was formed uh they had a couple of kings, some of them as as typical kings they were corrupt and there was one good king called King David in any way he builds he collects money for the temple of of uh, Jerusalem, but he dies before it 's built. His son Solomon builds it, but uh he still can, keeps taking money and it becomes very very expensive for the local people um and when he dies, there's a revolt. The third king, they refuse to give him any money. The, they fight for taxes because the taxes are too high. And the kingdom breaks. The, the kingdom that breaks into two halves one is the southern kingdom of, of Yehud, and the, the first, the top one, is the northern kingdom of Israel. Now, all the uh, orthodoxy, the bulk of the orthodoxy, ends up in. In the northern kingdom of um, of Israel, but the temple of Jerusalem, okay, ends up in Yehud, okay, Yehud uh, is where Jerusalem ends up, and the Temple Mount ends up in Jerusalem. They don't like this at all. Now, the Temple Mount for them is the is the FBI, is the White House, is the, is the Pentagon, is, is is the London Bank, is the CBI, the RBI, New Delhi, all the money, the gold, everything, the, the orthodoxy, the administration is all in Jerusalem. So when uh, the Northern Kingdom is without the jewel in the crown, instead of going back to each other and saying, look, we made a mistake, uh, they refused to uh, acknowledge their problems. They kept on fighting. The Northern Kingdom then comes down. It's, it's enslaved because of the infighting, which is exactly what's happening to Pakistan. It's the same concept. India and Pakistan split, and that split is is, replica, is a replication of something else that happened that, that's a previous current, that is the Kingdom of Israel. These uh, Kingdom of Israel then... Uh, forms into two parts, Northern Kingdom and the Southern Yehud. The Yehud eventually also then comes down. It's taken over by the Babylonians. I think the temple comes down um, and uh, then they are taken as slaves. Um, I'm just giving you a brief gist, okay? So first the Northern Kingdom comes down and the people are taken as slaves. Eventually the the Yehud Southern Kingdom comes down, the people are taken as slaves. But the Persians come um, the Persians come and then after the Persians uh, free the uh, Jews from slavery or the Hebrews because there's no concept of Jews back then, uh, and they form what is called as uh, their, they form their own kingdom. the Jews look after the orthodoxy while the Persians control the administration and the descendants of the of the slaves the slave descendants of hebrews who were the actual descendants of the first high priest of 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 um of the temple he was known as Zadok, that was the first. So his descendants, called the sons of Zadok, then become the, the, the Orthodoxy when the, when the Persians take over. Okay, These people are called the people of the book. Why? Because the books that they're talking about are the first five books of Moses, the first five chapters called the Torah, which part of which I read you yesterday. So those people become the people of the book because they are descendants of the orthodoxy. They are like the Gandhi. So, uh, you know, you have Nehru and all his descendants who choose to rule Israel, choose to rule India. They think only they are right and only their opinion is right. And only they can rule over because they are the descendants of the first prime minister. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. And this is exactly what the people did. People of the book, the people of the book were people who were descendants of the orthodoxy of the first high priest of Jerusalem, of the Temple Mount. And they created problems all about the place. And anyway, the new kingdom with Persia in alliance did not last. Uh, There were multiple other kingdoms that were formed after that. They did not last. So you eventually had the Greeks invading them. You had the Hellenistic time. You had uh, the Romans invading them. And by thousand and eight by zero a d uh, you had Jesus was born okay and uh, Jesus was born, but there 's also problems, and you have a um, a, a political movement that 's happening during jesus time, and he was one of the the leaders of this movement. they kill him, and he 's considered the son of God, and uh, his followers are considered the people. Uh, who would eventually uh, ally with the Roman Empire, and the Roman Empire then, uh, you know, the people ally with the Roman Empire, and in 323 AD, the Roman Empire then uh, becomes, uh, becomes Christian, and we have Christian Christianity that is born, okay? So, the southern kingdom of Yehud also breaks off. Uh, eventually, they come back in different formats. The last format is the Roman province of Judea, and from that word Judea, you get the word Jews or Jewish, but that word only comes in the 12th, 13th century. Okay, and you from the Yehud, the descendants of Yehud or the Judean province, uh, you get Christianity. Now in one thirty-five A.D., uh, the Romans are so angry with the Hebrews and they're infighting with their tribes. They they disband all. They kill Jesus. They disband the tribes, and they can convert this place into Syria Philistia. Okay, Syria Philistia is what they converted. Uh, the Jews are not allowed to come back. The Temple Mount, the original Temple of Jerusalem, is now made into a garbage dump. Okay. And the uh, people are all spread all about the place. They spread on the Indian subcontinent, Afghanistan, modern the Pakistan, North India, um, Africa, Europe, all about the place. And these orthodox tribes, okay, the, the people of the book tribes are are scattered in tribes all on, along the Arabian belt. And some of them will settle in Persian kingdom. They will, some of them will settle in the Roman kingdom. Um, some of them will settle in Africa. And some of them settle in Medina. Very, very important. Now, they consider, these people consider themselves the very first chosen people of God. Okay, so they consider themselves the chosen people of god um and that's why God has chosen only them because He has saved them from uh from uh, He has saved them from um from hell and he saved them from dying. So they're the chosen people. And because they're the chosen people, they're called the children of Israel. And they are the first. God has made them the very first religion, the father of all religions. He's chosen them over mankind. So really, he is the first, first God. He has started religions uh, he started the concept of ideology or real monoistic religion. Uh, no one else has ever started this. He is a real inventor um, you know what can i say um, um, you could call him a you could call him a what is the word that we use today now um, people who start startups. He, he was the one who really start, started the startup. The startup of religions was started by Abraham. That's, that's what uh, they think the Jews believe. Now, uh, when the Temple Mount is disbanded by the Romans in 135 AD, all the gold and the jewels of the Temple Mount is taken away by the Romans to Rome. Okay, very important, and the Jews again are taken as slaves. So the slavery happens again. They left Egypt and became slaves. Uh, were slaves in Egypt? They were freed, and here we go after another thousand years, almost, little more. They become slaves again to the Romans, and they are taken away to Rome, and all the jewels, the 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 menorah, the 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 chalice, the um the ark of the covenant is then taken to uh rome but the roman emper- emperors were uh, in, were told that look if this if you keep it here it's a bad omen uh people will de- we you will be invaded and people will destroy rome and that is exactly what happens um the Rome is invaded by barbarians, and the uh, the jewels, the the, the jewels of um, all the treasures of the of the Hebrews that was taken from Jerusalem are now stolen, and they go, they end up in Cartage. Uh, Uh, Carthage. Carthage is modern day Tunis. Okay, they end up in Carthage and the Roman Western European Empire comes down. The Roman Empire uh, resurrects themselves in the form of the Eastern European, Eastern Roman Empire, uh, which is today called uh, the Orthodox Christianity. So the Eastern European Empire rises up and they have their They have their uh, headquarters in Constantinople, which is modern-day Istanbul. Uh, and basically long and short of the story the the Roman the Byzantines as they're called Byzantium they uh, then rise up they go and invade Carthage which is modern-day Tunis and and the areas of North Africa and they end up taking back the treasures of the Jews and bringing it back to Constantinople so all these treasures of the Jews uh, are brought back to Constantinople uh, but again someone, Uh, tells the Eastern European Empire's uh, kings and say, look, this is bad omen. Rome came down, Jerusalem came down. Every time these treasures are somewhere... Uh, they are going to bring your city down. So the Eastern Europe, European uh, Christian Empires then take these Hebrew treasures and they take it to Jerusalem. In little before, uh, about 512, 550 AD, these treasures are then taken to Jerusalem and put in, in a local church, in a local underground church and hid there in around 550, approximate AD okay now very important for you to understand something in if all these hebrews okay the orthodoxy the people of the book and their various tribes all of them wanted to um, to resurrect the city of jerusalem because they knew that only by forming jerusalem they would go to heaven so they had to build a temple again but in order to have legitimacy in order to raised back the Temple Mount, which was broken by the Romans the last time, they needed the jewels and they needed the treasures of the old temple. And those treasures were sitting from Carthage, went to East Constantinople, and now were sitting, were sent back for the first time in about 500 years, were sent back to Jerusalem. It was in a church and hidden underneath the church. Um, and uh, kept there for safekeeping. So the moment it was kept there, all the different tribes of Hebrews wanted to go and capture this because by capturing this, they would get legitimacy and they would rule this land again. Now all those who wanted power along with them formed alliances with them. And so the first people to invade were the Persians. The Persians with their um, the Persians, with their uh, tribes of Hebrews who were the, who were their allies from a very long time, invaded. There was a war in sixteen fourteen, and they fought with the Persians. Uh, the Persians finally lose, uh, and the Romans or the Byzantines. Uh, then have total uh, authority over this land. Remember, this is 16, 614 AD. Now, they are the Persians are not the only one who have tribes of Hebrews staying in their empire. The Romans have tribes, uh, so they claim legitimacy. Um, the other Europeans had tribes, the African had Hebrew tribes, and I'm talking of people of the book tribes. And the other tribes that were there were in uh, Medina. So in Medina, those tribes did not have any political power. They were ideological. So they allied with someone very, very important, Caliph Omar, who is the second Caliph of uh, Islam. Um, He was an enemy of Muhammad, okay? The prophet, he was an enemy. He did not like Muhammad. And he allies, he comes from a broken home with a lot of violence, so that violence continues in his home and, and continues on the streets. He was not a good caravan merchant, unlike Muhammad. And because he's not a good car, uh, caravan merchant, he, the only thing he can do is fight and and steal and 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 rape and loot and that's what he did for 10 years 10 years uh he did that with uh with the people of the book with uh with uh people who were unemployed during this time okay the the you know the people at the bottom of the ladder who have no jobs who have no caravan trade uh they were absolutely um they need money, they need to survive in the desert. And he formed bandits, uh, bands of, of bandits with them and, and he looted in all these areas. Now, when the people of the book in Medina, these Hebrew tribes learned that they need to go to Jerusalem uh, to, because they have a, they have a chance in Jerusalem to get back the treasures and then claim legitimacy to rise up to Jerusalem, uh they ally with um, they ally with uh caliph uh, omar and uh apparently according um yeah they are allied with him and finally uh they rise up they try to take jerusalem um but they fail in six i think it's six twenty Uh, 637 AD, if I'm not mistaken, after Muhammad dies, uh, they then uh, finally, finally uh, are able to take over Jerusalem peacefully, um, because the Byzantines realize that they've been surrounded, they surround the area, they surround the water, uh, the air, the water... uh, tracks, because there's only one water hole, one well for the entire city of Jerusalem, which is outside the city limits, so they surround it. There's no water for the city of Jerusalem, and Jerusalem is now finally uh, risen up, uh, is, is taken over by these, uh, by Umar and his uh, gang of bandits, literally. Uh, but it's a peaceful takeover, and um, Jerusalem is finally finally, uh, in, um, in the hands of Caliph Umar. And all the Orthodoxy who, who was there, who uh, then end up taking over Jerusalem, forming the alliance and taking over Jerusalem. And they're happy because the only thing they want, the only thing they want is Jerusalem. They don't care about Mecca, they leave Mecca. They leave, they go to Damascus, some leave to go to Baghdad, some left to leave to go to Jerusalem and they didn't really care about Makkah. And this is why this is important to understand that all their literature, by then they have no literature, they have nothing written on a book uh, or any books, they have not collected anything, Uh, there is no knowledge. And so all this knowledge of the Hebrew Israelites is then transferred to caliph uh, uh, Umar, who starts writing the fiqh before he writes the, the, the Qur'an. Now the fiqh for people who know uh, a law, is the law of Islamic jurisprudence, and it's based on the Qur'an. So if the Qur'an is, is supposed to be written first and the law is supposed to interpret the Qur'an, how in heavens is the heavens is the fiqh, the law, written before the Qur'an? Because we know that the the is written by Islamic jurisprudence is written by Khalif Umar and uh, he also starts writing. He uh, also uh, agrees to collect uh, the Quran, and, and the Quran is finally written to tw- twenty years approximately after uh, Muhammad dies. Uh, but it, the Quran is not in written during his time, it's not complete, but the fiqh is already written. So, how does he get the fiqh? How does he get Islamic jurisprudence when the Quran is not completed? And that the only way is because he gets all his literature from the Hebrew orthodoxy, the people of the book, and their court, the court of, of law of the Islamic Jews of of the Hebrews, the people of the book, who are the descendants of the first uh, priest of of uh, first priest of uh, the Temple Mount, Zadok. Um, they become uh, their court is called Dean bet deen and this bet deen is the court and you're supposed to submit to the court because they are the real true descendants of God and so that deen is then becomes the religion of Islam and that is why because the Hebrews think that they are the first religion they're the chosen people they transfer this knowledge to God to to the uh, Muslims and therefore we get Islam is the first religion and the true religion of God so it's, it's It's really actually the Hebrews talking to the Muslims, but that is the long and the short of the story. We'll go through it a little bit tomorrow. For now, I think you have enough of history. I thank you very much for your time. I hope I've given you some insight. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to call me or write to me on my Facebook page. Till then, I wish you all the very best. Take care and good night.